The Buffer Stretch Podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you are joining me. In real time, the change from August to September, or school to summer, has happened, and it's definitely a learning curve for all involved. I'm finding it weird that there are leaves on the ground already, and I have to remind myself that it's not August anymore. There's been a lot going on recently in our household, and I can't wait to share with you what changes are coming for me in some upcoming episodes. Our community members of the week on But First Stretch are Abby Gilman and Stacy Weatherby, who created their own business, Forward Thinking Foodies. I love how they even played with the RD in Forward by capitalizing it because they are both registered dietitian nutritionists. Definitely follow them on their Instagram account. They have some really awesome ideas of snacks and little things that you can be doing um, to make food more exciting for your household and definitely not too challenging, which I love too. And it's no surprise, but I love when people come on this show and talk about food and eating healthy. And I think that a lot of people can relate to Abby and Stacy and their philosophy on how to make a difference in people's lives. So Abby is a registered dietitian nutritionist and holds a PhD in nutrition sciences. She provides customized nutrition counseling to individuals looking to focus on nutrition for chronic diseases such as diabetes or cardiovascular disease, GI issues, weight management, or general information about nutrition. Abby's passion is in the kitchen, and she enjoys educating clients on ways to make healthy changes at home through meal prep, prep, pantry organization for health, and recipe development. Stacy is also a registered dietitian nutritionist and holds a bachelor's degree in nutritional sciences. Stacy has over 10 years of experience working with individuals to manage chronic diseases using evidence-based, individually tailored nutrition therapy. For the past three years, she has specialized in outpatient weight management. Stacy uses a non-judgmental and personal approach with her clients because she believes healthy living should never be a diet. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guests. Hi, Abby and Stacy. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you ended up founding Forward Thinking Foodies? Sure. Um, so my name is Abby Gilman, um, and I'm with Stacy Weatherby, and we are registered dietitians. And we initially met about 10 years ago working in a uh, community hospital in Bryn Mawr Hospital, um, Stacy was actually my preceptor when I was an intern learning how to become a dietitian. Um, and um, we both were working in the clinical setting, um, seeing patients in the hospital, 
Um, after a little bit of time, I left and got um, went back into academia and actually got a PhD in nutrition sciences uh, while continuing to do some outpatient nutrition uh, counseling here and there. Stacy stayed in the um, inpatient setting and has since transitioned to the outpatient setting and continued to do nutrition counseling for um, patients there. Uh, in the last several months, um, Stacy and I started talking about starting a private practice together. And very quickly, we developed this idea for forward-thinking foodies. And we have since established our own private practice where we see clients um, who want to take a few healthier steps um, to, uh, through, through nutrition and through their diet. That's awesome. And what's been the most rewarding part of your job, jobs? <laughs> so, so far, um, there's been a few things that have been very re rewarding. One is to really see how quickly we can grow a business together by having the same vision and the same ideas and really working collaboratively. We've been able to really get something that did not exist up and off the ground and running and have clients and really have a vision for ourselves and for our business. So that's really been one really rewarding aspect of our jobs. And then another part is actually having these clients and seeing them achieve their health goals or really kind of finding that those aha moments where healthy eating just starts to kind of make sense and it's not something they have to think about. So those, um, that's kind of the really rewarding aspect of working with people um, working on their nutrition. That's awesome. And what is, what's the most challenging part? What's the most challenging part? So I think along those same lines is that achieving health goals can sometimes be challenging and having that conversation can really be a little bit of a push and a pull. So finding ways to um, kind of crack the surface with clients to find those um, those aha moments can also be just as challenging. And sometimes when it's um, a challenge to find those those aha moments is when it's the most rewarding as well. So they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I'm gonna add to that too. It's kind of similar to when you go to a therapist and you meet with them maybe for the first time. You don't necessarily leave that visit feeling, you know, fixed. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of the same thing with meeting with a dietitian. You know, you can't necessarily just meet with somebody one time and expect to change all of their habits and, you know, change their lifestyle in just one 60-minute session. So it's really something that, you know, the, the clients and us have to work together over time to, to definitely change those, those lifestyle habits. Yeah, that's so true, that's so true. You just want a quick fix sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if only was that simple. <laughs> um, so we're gonna dive into the workout portion. Can you share what forward-thinking foodies would do if somebody reached out to work with you? Like, what are people's options? Sure. So we have a, a website that you can go to. It's forwardthinkingfoodies.com. We also have an Instagram uh, at forwardthinkingfoodies. And you can always direct message us. But I mean, I think one of our, our main goals is to, you know, put content up on our Instagram and really try to educate uh, our clients and our followers about nutrition, about how it doesn't have to be so complicated. Um, 
our practice is 100% virtual at this time, and it's something that we're hoping to kind of keep virtual because we do feel like our kind of client uh, is probably that stay-at-home mom or that even that corporate world mom that's really busy on a day-to-day basis. So we want to make sure that we can kind of fit into their chaotic lifestyle. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just finding a moment on their lunch break or after they put the kids to bed to kind of meet with us. And that's something that we can offer if we are virtual. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that is, I think the benefit of all of this, like, push to be virtual because of the pandemic, it's actually in many ways positive because we're able to do things like maybe they couldn't actually visit and take time out of their schedule but now they have this opportunity to talk to you face to face on on like a video meeting absolutely yeah Yeah. it's like we found more um time in our day even though sometimes it feels like the days fly by or the months you know bleed into one another we are finding you know half hours here and there that we wouldn't have had before because of commuting or dropping kids off here and there it's it's almost opened up our schedule in a way yeah and you said you kind of just mentioned that your clientele tend to be women um around like maybe childbearing age um do you, what um i guess like are there any other people you work with what's your what's your background because i know dietitians have very they can hone in on specific clientele that they work with Absolutely. So our target client is probably that female between the ages of 30 to 50. Um, And although we do and we can see clients that are outside of that age range, um, our marketing and our branding is kind of, you know, leaning towards that, you know, working mother um, that's trying to feed their family or better feed, you know, their, their, you know, themselves as well. Uh, you know, many of our clients do have young families and they need to balance healthy eating with achieving their own health goals. And a lot of times that's, you know, it, it doesn't come so naturally to everyone. So I think that, you know, Abby and I are very good at finding ways to achieve that balance. Yeah, that's awesome. And what are some of the reasons that using you and forward thinking foodies is a great idea for anyone like what are the benefits of this like the program that you have sure forward thinking foodies is a great idea for anyone that's sick of dieting (laughs) um because we certainly you know can all agree that that it needs to be a lifestyle change so abby and i pride ourselves in promoting the concept of all foods fits we know that restrictive diets, you know, are kind of like a pendulum. So if you kind of pull back too far, if you restrict too much as you kind of let that go, or maybe you find yourself around a food that you have restricted in the past, uh, you end up indulging, maybe overindulging, um, or possibly even binging. And, you know, that's not that cycle that we want to promote. We want to promote that, you know, you can have that bite of cake, you can have that glass of wine, and it can help you still achieve your health goals. You know, it's not making you a bad person if you give in to something like that. Uh, so just really trying to, to you know, have our client understand the, the, the science behind their nutrition and, and kind of understanding why all foods can fit. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, I know a lot of people who have tried different diet or different programs and like as soon as the 30 days is over or whatever, you know, they saw the results, but like a few weeks later, it's 
it puts them back at like square one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We also we also know that there's science behind it that yo-yo dieting is actually really bad for our bones and our muscles as we get older. So having this restrictive, uh, kind of like this restrict and then binge and restrict and binge, it's actually really bad for us, even if we're seeing results in the immediate, you know, looking down the line, it's, it's really unhealthy for us overall. Um, so we're trying to kind of break that cycle and make lifestyle changes for long-term um, health. Uh, what restrictions would you suggest for people when it comes to food? Like, I know you said all-encompassing, but are there things that are like... So we actually think that there are no restrictions necessarily about any one food, and, and we don't really like to put morality around one food or one type of food. So no food is good and no food is bad. And you're not good or bad by eating any of those foods either. So by kind of removing that restriction, it allows you to eat foods within moderation. Um, we don't want to say go eat whatever you want all of the time because there are, um, like, you know, not rules, but... Um, just limits around moderation just for healthy lifestyles. Um, but we do think that all, all foods can fit and that not one food or food group should be restricted. I like that. Um, what hurdles do people face when buying food? Like, why do we buy too much or not the right items? So I think that there's a lot that goes into this question. Um, there are... Um, limits to access beyond you know the first and foremost is that food costs money and you have to be able to access that food with the money that you do have and um, like equitable equitable uh, access to food is, is a really big issue in our society that right now right now but we also have to think about um, like all of the other factors that go into purchasing food what is marketed to us kind of that diet mentality again of, of what we think we should be buying and what we think we should be eating and then the feelings of oh I really want that pack of Oreos I'm going to buy it and I'm going to hide it and I'm not going to eat it um, so some of these barriers we have to kind of break down to figure out what are the foods that you need to buy to feed you and your family and make healthy choices um, so we Stacy and I both have families and we try to kind of practice what we preach in that um, making lists and thinking about the foods that we're going to have for the week and making sure that it fits within wh what we want to eat, um, not going overboard on one thing or another. Those are just kind of small ways to make sure that we're buying the appropriate foods and the amount of foods that we actually need. Yeah, and I feel like certain grocery stores for me like trigger, I guess, impulse buying. And I think, like, I know a lot of people, like, hate Whole Foods, but I feel like I stay within my budget there because I go, I get what I need, and I'm not like, oh, these cookies or chips are two for six dollars. Like, this is perfect. And then my husband's like, why'd you buy these? Like, we don't eat them. We don't eat them. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole science behind how, how grocery stores are laid out mm -hmm. um, and what makes people purchase foods and purchase more of those foods. So, like... The end caps at at grocery stores, they're they're very intentional of what they put there and the signage that they put there and like the the food market marketing industry is so strong and we don't realize how much we're influenced by it, but we are in everything that we purchase, no matter where we go, um, 
but Jen, I agree. Like when I go to Trader Joe's, I'm like, I need that. I need that. I need that because all of their foods look so good. And then in the end, I'm like, why did I buy this? Why did I buy six bags of dried mango? And they are so good as well. I feel like everything there is like $2.99. You walk out and you're like, wow, I, I filled up my cart. In the last time I went to Trader Joe's for the first time during this whole pandemic, and I'm checking out, and the the person checking me out said, you know, we can have someone help you out to your car. Because I got so much stuff that I was like, you know, I fell into my own trap of, oh, my gosh, I need this, I need this, I need this. Um, so we have to live by our own rules and figuring out, like, what works and what doesn't work. And so I learned what doesn't work. <laughs> I also think to add to this, you know, hurdles are health claims. I mean, packaging is so deceiving these days. Um, you know, they'll, they'll write things like low fat or low sodium or reduced fat, which is kind of, you know, really hard to decipher because you need to know what it's reduced from, quite frankly, to know if that's even anything that you should be purchasing. Um, but even just hidden trans fats and all sorts of additives and processed ingredients, uh, make it really difficult for an individual to look at a, a shelf and know which product is the best to buy. There's so much more to say this too, but like the, a lot of the ways the fad diets come into play is a big part of marketing. Like I'll see a product that says gluten-free, but there isn't any gluten in that product regardless. So like it could be gluten-free water and people are like, oh look, that water doesn't have any gluten in it. Like well water doesn't have gluten in it anyway. So it falls into the cycle, it's like the marketing plays into our fears of the foods that we aren't allowed to have and it's really easy to fall into those traps and and I mean that that's some of the stuff that we work with our clients is just to to know the traps to know that like that that ingredient doesn't have to be so scary and and to kind of avoid falling into some of those traps of of, um, kind of the marketing schemes around everything yeah uh, do you suggest, and I know like different, um, everyone has like a different thought on this. Do you have any suggestions on like eating times, like how many meals we should be eating, uh, like, like healthy snacks, like what is, what's a good guideline you might suggest that we think about during the day? So we like to, uh, I'll kind of say first is that um, nutrition is very individualized for your own health needs. So if you have a certain condition where you have to eat at a certain time of day or a certain number of meals, that's one thing. Um, Generally speaking, though, for the everyday healthy client, um, we like to talk about hunger cues a lot and making sure that people are never really getting, if you think of a scale of 1 to 10, that people are staying kind of between the three and the seven mark. So that if you're at a point where you're kind of pushing down to four and then you're at a three, like you're really, really hungry. Um, and then you get down to two and one where like you're hangry, where you're angry and, and like you could pass out. We never want to get below that three range. So whether that means for you individually, eating three meals a day and two or three snacks and finishing your day eating at eight or nine o'clock if that's what works best for you and your hunger levels, that's kind of where we like to to kind of help um, 
direct our clients to start understanding. Um, and, and people are different. Some people have a really hard time waking up and eating breakfast. Um, and we just have to work with making sure that, that we aren't going too, too long to, so that we don't dip below that three hunger level. Um, but that's kind of, a, it's hard to say across the board, eat three times a day and two snacks or don't eat this time of day or stop eating at this time of day. Because again, nutrition is so individualized. It's hard to follow just one recommendation. Yeah, and do you, is there like some kind of food that people don't realize that they're probably eating too much of and it's just something that in most meetings it's like a shock when they realize it. Um, I, I know that could also be a very individualized question but I have a few things in mind that sometimes I'm like oh I can't believe I ate all of that one kind of food. I think added sugars you know is for sure something that you need to be careful of in your diet and and I think sometimes they can be sneaky on labels more often than not the newer labels will have the line item on there saying added sugars however some of the older labels or those that haven't transitioned to the new label they just put total carbs on there and you don't necessarily know what is making up those carbohydrates um and certainly we know, you know, that, that added sugars are not good for our, our bodies, for, you know, heart health and, you know, obesity and, and all sorts of health conditions. Uh, so that's definitely something to be aware of. You know, on the flip side, I think what I hear most is what people aren't eating enough of. Uh, and that's actually surprising because it's most often carbohydrates. I think the vast majority of our clients come to us thinking that carbs are the enemy and that they need to avoid them and it's actually totally not true your body needs a, a, a baseline amount of carbohydrates to function properly for your organs to work properly for your hair your skin your nails everything your brain like your brain has to have carbohydrates to thrive yeah if you don't have enough carbohydrates our brain cannot function Absolutely. I think the Institute of Medicine recommends like 120 grams of carbohydrates, bare minimum each day. And a ketogenic diet is anywhere between, you know, 20 to 25 grams of, of carbohydrates for the entire day. <laughs> a large apple. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not a whole banana. <laughs> yeah. To add on what Stacy said about the added sugars is like, um, I was working in uh, the Philadelphia School District this uh, for the past few years educating about um, nutrition in general but we would play this game where we would take um, teaspoons of sugar and show students how much sugar was in some of the drinks that they were consuming and they would be shocked their, their jaws would just drop to see how much sugar like a whole baggie full of sugar was in that one drink and like, like Stacey said it's hidden sometimes I mean lots of people know that it's in soda like that's just we know that sugar is in soda but it's in everyday foods that we don't realize like in some of the breads that we're eating or the cereals that we're having or the granola bars things things that we, that are good for us and that we can be incorporating but it adds up very quickly and just knowing and seeing where those added sugars are is um kind of eye-opening sometimes yeah absolutely yeah, I was actually just thinking recently for my family, like I'm wondering if I'm feeding them too much dairy products, <laughs> like the well, yogurt, milk. 
kind of have to be careful of getting too much dairy, too much calcium in your diet because it can inhibit the absorption of iron uh, in your diet. So, you know, that is something to consider, you know, uh, but most probably individuals probably aren't getting a whole lot of extra calcium. (laughs) And if you have young kids, it's important to get that calcium, whether it's through dairy or someplace else, um, because they're growing and their bones need it so much. Um, Yeah, but again, it's all within limits. There's very infrequent times where we see people are like going way overboard on a food group and yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. And is there anything else like um, you'd like to share with everyone about your business, about how to get in touch with you? I will put your information in the show notes below so that they can click on it and see your Instagram and webpage. Yeah, I think we, um, so we offer two different packages for people, um, and we want to try to fit, like we have a certain um, package that we're providing, but we can also fit into a lot of different people's lives. Um, One of our package, because we really believe that this is a long-term relationship and that things don't change overnight, um, so one of our packages is a three-month lifestyle package where we really try to figure out how can we make how can you make changes to your overall lifestyle to make healthier habits and how can we make those habits stick um, for the long for the long haul but we also have individual sessions if someone's just not quite ready to dive in um, or they want to kind of talk about one particular um, health concern or something like that we also have individual sessions um, and they're not mutually exclusive. Just because you have an individual session doesn't mean you can't roll that into the lifestyle session and vice versa. Um, but um, we're excited to be offering both of those options to clients. Awesome. So I'm gonna do my three wrap-up questions with both of you. Um, so what stretches are you doing in your own life? And this can be general, it doesn't have to be um, diet related at all all right so i'll go first this is stacy um so i do like to stretch my knowledge i know that kind of sounds cliche (laughs) um, but not necessarily you know i I mean yes in books and and everything but also just my knowledge about you know meals and different recipes uh so i'm constantly you know researching different foods that i can try with my family i think probably abby gets annoyed with how many times i text her with new recipes that i never never (laughs) ever i love it because i use it too because we're so because we are very so aligned in so much that we're doing and the way we live uh it's a two-way street for (laughs) sure Do you want me to talk about my my stretch or um, what was the question again? So I'm sorry. It's okay. What stretches are you doing in your own life? Yeah. Okay. So I I love to read um, in general. Um, I have a PhD and did lots and lots of reading for very very long about topics that I was interested in. My PhD is in child nutrition, so definitely something I'm interested in. But as of lately, I've been reading just for fun, and that has been a big change. Um, And for most of the pandemic, I couldn't wrap my head around doing that because I didn't have the time and I didn't have the energy. At the end of the day, I found myself scrolling through Instagram and really not enjoying what I was doing anyway. So 
for me, I've been stretching by doing some pleasure reading at the end of the day. And I'm also meditating for the first time, like, in my life ever. So at night, I do a 10-minute, like, sleep relaxation meditation. Uh, my husband calls it my mantras. But I, I keep saying it's a meditation. Um, and that has actually been really helpful for my own um, sake. One thing I get from it, so one of the people I listen to, they say, like, there is nothing that you're supposed to be doing right now. And that really helps me to clear my head because I have so many running to-do lists, knowing that right now at 10.25 at night, there's nothing I'm supposed to be doing except for relaxing and going to sleep. So that's actually been really helpful and helped me stretch my own kind of sanity. I love that. That's awesome. And what is something that you are enjoying doing in your life for you? So... You know, interestingly, we are all kind of stuck at home with our families 24-7. So this is really the first time in my life that I am, you know, enjoying a solo workout uh, when I can. Uh, I I used to be motivated by, like, group, you know, high-intensity type classes or, or something that I was doing with my, you know, friends or just, you know, other individuals to kind of keep me motivated. And, you know, I I feel like the pendulum has kind of switched and I feel like I just need that me time. So I'm doing like a lot of solo workouts, running, walking, just kind of moving my body somehow. And I I do find that, you know, podcasts, I listen to them. Um, That's something new since the pandemic. I don't think I really listen to many podcasts. And and now that's something that keeps me motivated for my, you know, 30 minute, 40 minute, 50 minute workout. Cool. Um, and for me, for this is Abby again, I guess mine kind of all bleed into one another, but um, like Stacy, I've been really enjoying that solo time to exercise and, and kind of get within my own head. Um, and I haven't had a lot of that opportunity as of yet. Um, and I just, in the last week, started having some childcare. So I have a mm-hmm. little bit more flexibility in my, my day and finding that time to exercise on my own. Um, and make sure that I'm like in the right mindset has been really helpful. Oh, that's awesome. And what is something that you can't stop talking about? I feel like recently I've been trying to do a little bit more of practicing what I preach in the sense of um, getting hydrated throughout the day. So I feel like I can't stop talking about like different infused combinations of water. Like I keep pushing them on my husband. I'm like, here, try this combination. <laughs> you know, frozen blueberries and cucumbers. And he's like, what is this? But uh, at the end of the day, it kind of keeps me, me motivated to drink more water and just kind of, you know, the less mundane of, of drinking plain water. So that's something that, that I can't stop talking about with my clients and also friends and family like that that's funny and for me for this is Abby and for me I feel like I can't stop talking about forward thinking foodies honestly (laughs) my my friends and family are probably sick of hearing about it but because it's so new and we're so excited about it this I have a full-time paid job and I also do some teaching so this is like a passion project for us right now and and we're hoping to really have it take off and for it to be our full-time jobs and provide the services that we know um, are needed and uh, pe- people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it right now. I keep sending it on my, my personal Instagram out to everyone and being like, follow us and remarks. <laughs> yeah. 
And so that has, it's really, it takes up way more mental space than I thought it was going to because I'm excited about it. Um, it's like I'm doing my other full-time job and making sure that everything's done so, just so that I have the time and energy to do um, our work with forward-thinking foodies. That's awesome. This has been such a great conversation. I think that um, I think that your business is great. I think that it will benefit a lot of people. And it was really fun to learn a little bit more about Forward Thinking Foodies today. Well, thanks so much for having us. We're excited. We are so excited. Thank you so much, Jen. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Abby and Stacy. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. They're both so approachable. And I put their website, which is still in the works, in the show notes, as well as their Instagram page, which you should check out for some really, again, great tips and ideas. To wrap up today, I wanted to do a special meditation. It's one of my favorites. It's inspired by Meditation Oasis. And we're going to tap into a healthy body meditation. So come to a comfortable seat, either on the floor or a chair. You can even use your couch if it's close by. Close or lower your eyes towards the ground. And just take a breath in and then breath out. And take a few breaths here, letting the nervous system settle. Pause and allow yourself some time to set an intention to reach a healthy goal. And when you're ready, let the intention go. It sets up the energy for the meditation. Bring attention to your breath. Breathing in and exhaling out. Notice the belly expand and contract on each breath. Let this rhythm begin to allow you to relax. If thoughts arise during the meditation, notice them and then return back to the meditation, allowing yourself to listen and breathe. Notice the weight of the body. Bring awareness to the entire body, into the toes, the foot, the ankles, the shins, the calves and the knees, 
the tops of the thighs, the hamstrings and the hips, the belly, the sides of the body, the chest, the fingertips, the wrists, the forearms, the elbows, the biceps and triceps, the shoulders, the neck, the mouth, the nose, the eyes and the eyelids, the ears, the very top of the head. And take a moment to bring your awareness to your lungs. Each breath brings expansion to the lungs. Imagine the lungs expanding on each breath in. Visualize the oxygen circulating through the bloodstream. Notice the exhale and visualize the carbon dioxide exhaled out. Focus on the breath and the lungs. Lungs take more than 6 million breaths per year, and they are healthy. Say to yourself, my lungs are healthy. My lungs are healthy. My lungs are healthy. Now bring attention to your strong heart. It's beating regularly, pumping blood throughout the body. Feel its energy. Feel its strength. Feel wellness in the heart. Say to yourself, my heart is healthy. My heart is healthy. My heart is healthy. If emotions arise, it's normal. Let the emotions settle in a circle around the heart. Breathe into the heart space. Now 
notice. We're going to bring our awareness to the digestive system. So notice the tongue. Can you taste anything? Next, visualize the esophagus, the stomach, intestines all the organs involved. Your food is being digested by the intestines, giving the body energy. Your digestive system is working to keep your body healthy. Your body is full of energy. Waste is being carried away. The body is cleansed. Toxins are swept away. Feel gratitude for this amazing body you are experiencing life in. You are going to take care of your body. Let the gratitude circulate throughout the body, starting with the heart, pumping throughout as blood circulates. Feel gratitude for the lungs as they send oxygen throughout the body. Send gratitude down through the digestive system as it works to remove toxins and helps your body remain healthy. Imagine a glowing light radiating from your body. It becomes an oval shape around your body. Say to yourself, I am healthy. I am strong. I will give my body what it needs to function healthily each day. Take a few more moments to breathe in meditation. When you are ready, gently flutter open your eyes and return to your day. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you enjoyed the meditation. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can reach me at FitFamConchi on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find my own personal handles at Jennifer McCracken. Have a wonderful day.